Regardless of what you do in life, whatever you've touched is the signature of your standard. What I mean by that is your involvement is a reflection of your principles, your attitude, and the quality of work you're putting into this world. Whether you're impacting things on a global scale or focused on making an impact in your immediate community, how you're showing up is an outward reflection of your inner principles or your standard. In today's episode, I will talk about why this idea is so important, how we can keep it at the forefront of our minds, and how living this principle builds trust. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line as we light the spark within ourselves. It comes from way deep down inside. We're so sick of the status quo. We are here to let you know. Unaddressed problems are alive. Let's start things out by talking about why this idea is so important. I remember hearing a story about a concrete craftsman who had his son with him on a job one day. They were finishing a big job for a local government building, a building that hundreds of people will visit every day. The job that this man secured was laying a new walkway up to the newly remodeled building. This man was honored to do the job. So much so, in fact, that he brought his son with him to be a part of it and start showing him the family business. They worked for hours on end, mixing and pouring, making sure the surface was smooth, making sure that the angle was right so that no one would trip on this walkway. The man's son witnessed his dad take painstaking care to make sure and leave no lines or visible disruptions to the concrete that they had just poured. So much so that his son was getting angsty and bored. The day was long, and the sun was hot, and the man's son started to complain a bit. He said to his dad, Dad, we've been at this all day. It's hot, and it looks good enough to me. Can we just be done and go home? The man smiled and said to his son, Son, My craft is concrete. I've been doing it all my life. In fact, my dad taught me how to do it. And I'm taking the time to make sure that this walkway will look great for years to come, hopefully lasting long after I've left this world. When I'm satisfied that my job is done to the best of my ability, only then will I put our stamp in it, letting all who walk here know who it was who took the time and care to make sure that this walkway was the best version of me that I could give. And that's why I brought you with me today. I'd like you to be the one to put our signature stamp in it. He went on to say, You see, son, when you do a job or perform a task or interact with someone, how you do any of those things is you putting your signature on your work. Is the work you've done something you'd be proud to put your name on? Or is it something you'd be ashamed of and wouldn't want anyone to know that you've done it? Our signature is our standard, son. 
It is the thing that we will be known for. So we can leave when you think our work is good enough to put our signature stamp in. His son looked at him with a re-energized look and then began to examine his father's work, looking for any imperfection, any line or disruption that would cause injury to someone's body or insult to their eyes. His father and his crew stood, watching the boy as he looked for imperfections, making sure that he was satisfied with what he was seeing. He then looked at his father and said, Dad, I'm ready to put our signature stamp in it. So the man handed his son the metal stamp. He knelt down and carved out a perfect rectangle for the stamp to rest in. The boy laid it in carefully, and his father edged the concrete up perfectly to the stamp. How, what is this story all about, and how do we keep this principle at the forefront of our minds? Every time, ever since I heard that, that story, every time I walk on a sidewalk and I see the stamp of the company that laid it, I think of this story, and I think how our signature is our standard. And sometimes I never see the stamp of the company who laid the concrete. In those instances, I can't help but ask myself the question, did the person not want anyone to know that they were the ones that completed this job? Or were they that ashamed of it? Did they not even, did it not even cross their minds to take ownership of the job they've completed? I may never know the answer to those questions, but it definitely keeps the idea of this principle in my mind. You may have heard the saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. And although some people disagree, I see a lot of value and insight in it. The idea behind it is that whether or not you have an audience, the amount of care and attention to detail you put into something remains the same. It all comes down to integrity. How do you clean your fire station versus how do you clean your own home? Are you posing for optics over principle? If so, then I don't want you on my crew. I once knew of a fire academy training officer that had a particular litmus test for measuring where a person was mentally when they started the academy versus when they finished it. On the first day, this training officer would allow for introductions, and while the recruits were introducing themselves, he would take notes. He would sit in the back, he was very quiet, kept to himself, and he would take notes. He would write down details about their appearance, their posture, their speech, their confidence levels, and how they interacted with each other. He observed and he took note. He wasn't one of those ego-driven training officers that yelled all the time because they needed to hear themselves uh, and how important they were, right? He was the strong, capable, observant, quiet type. Most recruits honestly didn't even notice him on that first day until he would instruct all the recruits to stand up, grab their car keys, and follow him out to the parking lot. Once there, he had each recruit stand by their vehicle. He spent the time walking from recruit to recruit, having them open their vehicles so he could observe what was inside. Now, he didn't go digging around, and he wasn't looking for anything specific. What he was doing was observing, observing how they kept their vehicles. Were they clean and orderly or were they in shambles? 
Were they neglected or were they well-maintained? The training officer would ask no questions. He would simply observe and make notes on each recruit's vehicle. He spoke the least amount of words to the recruits on day one, and he only spoke when the other training officers solicited his advice and perspective. As the fire academy progressed, this training officer was the focus of the recruits. They'd ask each other questions like, what was he looking for? And what's this guy's deal? Hey, he's watching us. Shape it up, guys. Clean it up. Make sure your form is good. Get in line. Let's make sure we kill it on this next drill. They didn't know what to think of him. But by the time the recruit academy was over, this training officer was typically the favorite of the group. He led by example, and he asked lots of questions rather than barking orders. What this did was require the recruits to look inside themselves and find the answers. And if they were being asked about something technical, it was only after they'd been taught that specific thing. He fostered an environment of looking within to help the recruits identify their own standard while exemplifying his own. As the academy would come to an end, he would revisit the notes he'd initially made, make notes on their individual progress, and compare them to what he saw on day one. Not only that, on the last day, he would perform the same vehicle inspection that he did on that first day. This time, as the recruits stood by their vehicles, there was a shift in ownership a shift in mentality, and a shift in their acceptable standard. When inspected on that last day, the recruits' vehicles were clean, orderly, they smelled nice, and they were an external representation of the internal change that the recruits had made. They were ready to serve, and their new standard of performance had reflected it. Living by this principle builds trust. When people see you being consistent in your behavior because you have clear core values and principles that you operate by, they inherently trust you. They start to expect things from you. They expect the behavior that you are consistently showing them. Not necessarily outrageous things, I mean, that's kind of up to you, but the things that you've shown them that you're capable of. You'll begin to be known as the person who does that thing, for good or bad. And after all that I've just shared with you, after all the thoughts going through your head right now, I hope you're asking yourself one question. What kind of standard does my signature represent? The answer to this question should drive you. It should either drive you to continue on the progressive and amazing path that you've chosen and that you're actively working toward, or it should drive you to make some changes so that your signature isn't known for not being worth a damn. Our signatures are a representation of the quality of our work. Are you willing to sign your name to your work? Honestly, I don't care what the answer is. You have to ask yourself that question. You have to take inventory of how you want to be perceived versus how you're currently being perceived. If you're looking to connect with people, who are actively seeking to make their signatures known for quality, then you know what's coming. I highly encourage you to join the forge. I started the forge because I've been on a quest 
to become the best version of myself that I can be. I constructed a community that will open you up to doing the same. Inside the forge, we work on refining ourselves by igniting our fire, by focusing on four individual flames, fitness, intellect, relationships, and energy. Through this framework, we will set goals and complete primary daily tactics that will help us reach our objectives. Once inside the forge, you will get access to a quarterly goal planning template that I've created based specifically on the FIRE framework with the categories that I just mentioned. You'll get access to the private Facebook group and all the events and resources within. You'll get a hard copy of the book selection for study and discussion. You'll get a 50-page workbook based on that reading selection. And you'll get weekly accountability meetings with me and other FORGE members to share our experiences and help support each other through our challenges. So join the ranks of others who are looking to feed their fire and become much stronger and effective for it. Click the link in the show notes or in my bio to fill out an application. And once I receive it, I'll contact you personally and get you all set up. That wraps it up for this episode of the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and that it's inspired you to take action and make sure that your signature is a standard that you are proud of. Make sure that your signature is exemplary. Thanks again. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Feed your fire and be the person you would want on your crew. Be ignited.